Hey, we got a clear theme today. One good deed deserves another. And in fact, doing a good deed tends to bring something good your way. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, we're going to have fun talking about good deeds today. There's some astounding examples of things that are happening all around us, things you'll be familiar with. Going to kind of set the stage for how does that work? Can we really do something without specifically expecting a good return and yet have it show up unexpectedly? Well, our business partners today are FreshBooks and Health IQ. As you know, you can claim your month-long unrestricted free trial with FreshBooks to keep your accounting straight by just going to freshbooks.com slash 48 days, enter 48 days in the how did you hear about a section. Also, Health IQ, got some fun things happening there for people who are taking care of themselves. This is an insurance company that helps health conscious people get better rates on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash 48 days to see if you qualify. Well, here's some of the questions we're going to talk about. Got a lot of good news and then got some challenging situations as usual. Some of the questions that we'll be addressing are, Dan, I've never liked a job I've had. Ouch, man, that's got to be tough. I've never done work. Of course, I've never really had a, a real job, but I've never done work that I didn't enjoy. Can't imagine that. Anyway, next one. My only dream is to become a housewife and have a side business. Maybe some of you can identify with that. Dan, I'm in a situation and need out ASAP. My hands are swollen, achy, and my thumb and index fingers are tender and bruised on the tips. Well, very specific challenge there. We'll look at that. Dan, I lost a part of my soul just over two years ago when I was told I wasn't needed anymore after 30 years at the same place of employment. Well, our quotation today comes from Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Probably one you're familiar with. I thought of this as I was reading through some of the good news things that I want to share with you. But this verse says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full pressed down, shaken together to make more room, running over, poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Interesting principle right there in the Bible. Well, so our call to action is going to be, how could you give a bucket full away today that just might open the door to a truckload of benefits coming back to you? Well, let me talk about our business partners here before we jump into the good news. You hear me talk about Health IQ. This is an insurance company that's getting lower rates than life insurance for health conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strike traders, vegans, and more. Well, as you probably have heard me talk about too, we've got a whole bunch of kids and grandkids who are vegetarians or vegans or some variation thereof. But uh, one of the things that uh, Nathan, my son-in-law, married to Ashley, uh, did when they were just here recently, made a pizza. Now, in looking at the pizza, I mean, obviously, there's pulled pork on it, and there's pineapple and all the ingredients, and it was magnificent. However, 
the pulled pork wasn't pulled pork at all. It was jackfruit. I don't know if you're familiar with jackfruit. I wasn't. Jackfruit really comes from India. We we stopped at an Indian grocery store here just a couple weeks ago and picked up some in the raw form. It's a fruit. It's the same family as a fig tree. So it's that kind of fruit, but it's a, they say it's a nutritional bonanza, rich in vitamins, minerals, dietary fiber, low in calories and sodium, doesn't contain cholesterol. So what I what looked like pulled pork, and it really does, it's amazing, the similarity, was actually jackfruit. So very, very healthy. That's the kind of thing that they do again and again and again. And those are exactly the kind of people that Health IQ is looking for to help you get better rates on your life insurance. Lots and lots of studies show that people who strength train twice a week have a 41% reduction in early death from heart disease compared to those who don't. Physically active people have a 34% lower risk of all-cause mortality, 56% lower risk of heart disease. Boy, I'll tell you what, these stats... I know these stats well when I jump on the treadmill in the morning. Now, I jump on the treadmill, not just because I'm a, a workout fanatic, but because that's when I listen to podcasts. So I eagerly anticipate, I can't wait to jump on the treadmill because that's when I am listening to podcasts. I listen to lots of them during the course of a week. So I combine the workout, which I know is good for me, good, strong, aerobic workout, but I also use that for the positive mind input as well. So I never see the workout as just drudgery and just something I have to get finished so that I can start my productive day. No, my productivity is incorporated right into the workout that I do. So, hey, to see if you qualify, I mean, check it out. If you've got any kind of life insurance, which you certainly should, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash 48 days. Then just mention 48 days when you talk to one of the cool agents that's going to call you immediately. Easy to work with. There's no high pressure. Believe me, what, what they're going to do is they're going to figure out if you qualify. And um, if unless you are doing something to maintain your health aggressively, you aren't going to qualify. They'll tell you that. So it's not like they're trying to talk you into something that doesn't fit. It's just a matter of does it fit or doesn't it? So check it out. Well, fresh books. Also, you hear me talk about that. We're right at the time here, right after tax season, where I hope you've got things in place so you're in good shape for next year. I've already done my quarterly deposits for the first of this year based on what I get from our accounting input. So FreshBooks keeps all that straight, allows me to send invoices to people instantly and see that they open them. And it's amazing. You know, the old days of sending an invoice to somebody in the mail, and then you hope, well, maybe they'll get it within a week. And then eh, if it's on their desk somewhere, you know, they pay it in another 15 days. I mean, that's not these days. When I send an invoice, it's instantaneous. And it's amazing how often in five minutes, the money is in my account. It's that quick. That's what you can do with FreshBooks. Check it out. They're offering a free 30-day unrestricted free trial to 48 Days listeners. Just go to freshbooks.com slash 48 days, enter 48 days in the how did you hear about us section. Well, in the good news, now a lot of you probably heard there was a Waffle House terrifying disaster here a couple weeks ago right here in Nashville where somebody at once one more time you know started shooting in there killed a couple people and there was a young man who 
stopped the killer when he went to reload his gun. So this is a 29-year-old young guy from here, right here in Nashville, being hailed for his bravery. Matter of fact, it was just on the news this week that President Trump called him and talked to him. That was one of the things that they had kind of set him up to expect. And as a matter of fact, yes, it did. So James Shaw Jr., was when he, he was getting a bite to eat with a friend at Waffle House when they heard, you know, the gunshots, the guy walked in, and when the shooter started to reload, Shaw, this 29-year-old kid, jumped up, seized a chance, charged at the man, wrestled the gun away from it, threw it behind the counter. Now, the guy ran out the door. They caught him, you know, a little bit later. But that's what happened. That's what, what the setup was. So he's become kind of a national hero. Now, what he did, now this is where the good news thing and, and the good deeds thing kind of picks up. Because what James Shaw did then, this 29-year-old, he set up a GoFundMe page. Now, he was injured. I mean, he was injured. There was a bullet scraped his arm. You know, he was had some injuries. But he set up a GoFundMe page for the victims. Not for himself, for the victims. He set it up to raise $15,000. GoFundMe. You know, if you care about these people, well, this got a lot of press. In 24 hours, it raised over 98,000 people for the victims. But here's the cool thing. We're now at the middle of May. I just checked it again. I just checked it a few minutes ago. It now, that with that $15,000 goal, it now sits at 241,820 $241,826. That's how much money is there. Is that cool or what? But now here's kind of the rest of the story. There was a New York guy who was moved by the story of this young guy here, James Shaw, and what he had done. He was moved by his story and said, well, this guy doesn't have a whole lot going, going on either. And he's got a four-year-old daughter. Why don't we at least set up a fund for this little girl's college education? So somebody else set up a GoFundMe page for the young guy who was the hero in the story. Unbeknown to him, they set it up. It raised $60,000 in 12 hours. And here's an update on that. Currently here, it's May 16th as I'm recording this. It now sits at $221,902. $221,902. I mean, this kid can buy a house or certainly send his daughter to a, a good school if he wants to or do something else knowing how he's been responding to this, he'll probably do something altruistic with the money that's there as well, rather than just, you know, buy a Lamborghini or something. Well, hey, let me move on here. Secretary mimicked her boss for 67 years. Everyone is shocked by her secret fortune, what she did with it. So here's the deal. Here's a gal who worked at the, as a secretary at a New York City law firm she was just a practical woman, a hard worker, lived a very modest life, frugal lifestyle. But here's the deal. What she was doing was mimicking her boss. She joined the firm in 1947 and worked there for 67 years. So she worked as a secretary and she watched the investment strategies of the attorneys that she worked for. 
So every time they would make an investment in a company, she'd make a real tiny little investment of her own in the same company. Never told anybody, never told, she just used this as a pattern that she used. Well, here's the deal. (laughs) When she died, they discovered more than $8 million in her estate. Now, she also was very strategic. She knew it was there. She never lived lavishly, but she made decisions about what was going to happen. And most of that is set up as a scholarship fund for kids to go to law school because she regretted the fact that she hadn't gone to law school. So she worked for 67 years in a law firm, used the strategies of the attorneys in the office to make her own little tiny investments, turned it into more than $8 million and left the money to help other students get into school. Is that cool or what? Wow. Well, Hey, just a couple other quick things here before we go into the questions for today. Um, I, I, somebody sent me a note and it's an article that was previously talked about on all things considered but it's, it talks about high paying trade jobs sit empty while high school grads line up for university. So in as much as this wonderful lady left a lot of money for kids to go to, to law school, which we're, we're grateful to her for, for a lot of people, that's not a great choice. Here's the deal. There are over 30 million jobs in the United States that pay an average of $55,000 a year that don't require a bachelor's degree, according to the Georgetown Center on Education and Workforce. I'll put a link to this in the show notes today. I got, I'm going to have a lot of links, resources you want to check out. Just go to 48days.com, click on the podcast, and you'll see them there. She'll have them all ready for you there by the time you're listening to this. So I'll link to this article, 30 million jobs that pay an average of $55,000 a year that don't require a bachelor's degree. Now, the question is, Do you know any college graduates who are working in jobs where they aren't making $55,000 a year? Yeah, a whole lot of them. I mean, I know kids that are working at, you know, they're waiting tables trying to get tips or they're working at Kinko's making 10 bucks an hour, you know, or Taco Bell, you know, making 12 bucks an hour with college degrees because they can't find anything that is really a fit for the degree they have. Well, Golly, some of these things you can check out that are trade jobs are phenomenal. I mean, I just I, I just picked up Joanne's car yesterday, and uh, we had had a couple air conditioning hoses put on it. Well, you know, not a big deal. There was a little bit of a leak, and I said, "Hey, to go ahead and fix it." The labor was four hundred and forty dollars. Now that did kind of catch my breath when I saw that when I picked it up, but it's billed at eighty five dollars an hour. Now, I didn't check to see that these mechanics have college degrees. And um, as you know, chances are they don't. But they're billing the labor at 85 bucks an hour. Wow. Golly. Yesterday, I talked to a client of mine who is executive pastor of a very large church, 27,000 member church. His son who's 19 years old, is training. Now, here's the thing. You know, so pastor of a church, think, well, I want my son to go to seminary. I want my son to be a doctor, an attorney, or whatever. His son is training to be a helicopter mechanic. A helicopter mechanic. I mean, is that a cool thing or what? 
works at the company. They, you know, do a lot of things using helicopters and uh, he's training to be a mechanic. You know, the top 10% of mechanics, helicopter mechanics made an average of $74,210 annually. That's what they're making. Hey, speaking of which, you know, uh, somebody reminded me, a listener to the podcast reminded me recently, I had talked about a time when um, we went through a really, really rough segment and the IRS took everything. I owed hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, if you've been listening to a podcast, you're familiar with that story. Anyway, I had a friend who loaned me a car. Now he had a car lot. He loaned me just a crappy old Mercury Zephyr station wagon. You know, the windows didn't work. The radio didn't work. The air conditioning didn't work. It used a quart of oil every hundred miles. But I was really grateful for that. I used that for about for about three months. I started doing door-to-door commission-only sales and started making money to dig my way out of that horrendous mess that I had created for us. Well, a listener asked me, when is the last time you thanked him? Have you thanked that guy? Well, I thought, you know what? It's been a long time since I even talked to him. I mean, he was a good friend, but we moved away from there 30 years ago. That was 30 years ago when this happened. And no, I haven't talked to him in a long time. I scrolled down on my phone. I still had his phone number. I called him. He answered, Dan Miller. So the phone number was still good after all these years. And I had a delightful conversation with him. And I did exactly what whoever it was that suggested. I thanked him again for loaning me that car that I was able to drive. Well, he was really grateful for my phone call. You know, it's nice to hear gratitude, even after years have passed, a favorite teacher or mentor, neighbor that helped you out or somebody that said a kind word and you needed it. So anyway, he was extremely grateful. And he says that Joanna and I did take them to dinner. He and his wife, we took them to dinner right after that happened, thanked them and gave them a little plaque that I had engraved for them. So he has a constant reminder of my gratitude. Now I had forgotten that we had done that, but he reminded me that we had. So, but it was really great to connect with them again. And I thank you listeners for prompting me, reminding me in situations like that. That was a great prompt. I was delighted to do it. And it was a good connection again with a a dear old friend. All right. This comes from Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth is the one that says, I'm miserable in my current job. I'm working to figure out how my passions and talents what, what they are to move forward. I took this current position as a lateral, even stepped down to get out of a higher ed culture that was struggling financially, decreasing benefits, no foreseeable pay increases. Now, here's what I want you to pay attention. I'm, I'm going to read you a little bit more than I would usually. You know what I have? It, it's funny in our podcast link. If you go to the podcast link at 48 days, it gives you a little form where you can put 60 words in there. Well, 60 words uh, makes forces you to be pretty concise in your question or statement of where you are. Well, most of you know that you can just shoot me an email directly at askdan at 48days.com. And you know that with an email like that, there's no restriction on words. So I get you know, five and six page letters. Obviously, I don't share those on here. I usually do a real short condensation. But I'm going to read you a little bit more here because what I want you to hear is she was so clear at identifying where she was that in doing that, she came up with her own solutions and took action before I had a chance to respond. I mean, I love that. 
I mean, people coach themselves by just getting clear on where they are currently. So she continues, was working with a narcissistic pastor, wanted to do something different. Um, and I'm going to skip down on some of this. She says, I've never liked a job I've had. I'm worried my perspective is the problem. And I'm working on that. I'm having trouble identifying my passions and strengths. Recently, I asked some people that know me in various settings to share strengths and gifts they see in me. That has given me a starting point. Now, to hear how she is addressing the solutions as she is clarifying her current challenges. That's true for a lot of you. If you sit down and really clarify where you are, the solutions will start to emerge. Elizabeth continues, I'm working slowly, surely, slowly, but surely working through the 48 days uh, seminar. It's hard work. I've significantly struggled with motivation combined with being overwhelmed and hopeless to create a meaningful and enjoyable life. I know the seminar is helping and will help me more. I now understand my disc personality, high I. I'm 36 years old and still single. Always thought I would go to medical or dental school and did not. I've remained interested in the medical field, but I don't know if I would really like a career there or if the excitement is just interesting to me as an outsider. Just found out I was accepted into nursing school again. Last year I was accepted and decided not to attend because I wasn't financially or mentally ready and wanted to be sure this was the career path right for me. I asked God to close this door if it wasn't right for me, but he didn't. I'm fearful of failing and hating it if I pursue this. There's so many details to figure out. I'm in the process of preparing to list my house to simplify by either buying a smaller house, needing less work, or renting for a while. I've also been applying for nursing assistant tech jobs so I can try out the field, make it more informed before school starts this fall. More informed decision. I was offered a position with a $6,000 a year pay decrease from what I earn right now, which is already below $30,000 a year. Finances are tight as it is, but I know also know it'll be worth the pay cut if it helps me know my level of interest. However, I also need to make enough money to live and I'll make even less if I start school in a few months. I just don't know and can't decide. It's a career that I that should always offer some kind of employment, but I'm learning from you that's not a good reason to choose a career. What's your advice? I have just three months to decide and have three months to figure this out. Thanks for all the resources you offer. Now, that I received on May 2nd. Now, this is interesting. Again, because of the volume of questions I get, you know, there are a lot of them I don't get to at all and some that I will put in a queue to bring up in a week or two. So that was May 2nd. And I'm talking, I'm recording this on May 16th. But May 9th, seven days later, Elizabeth responded again before I even had a chance to talk about her question here. And she says, I have an update. I accepted the position on Monday. Yesterday, I informed my employer and team leader. My dad, a dentist who's run his own business for 30 years, offered valuable advice. I was pleasantly surprised with my employer's and coworkers' responses. The employer offered me to come back if I don't like this next job. I also offered to come into work some If I can, once I know my days off, since I know the transition will be difficult. She loved the idea and said, that'll be great. I've also learned I'm able to pick up extra shifts to fill in with any unit in the University of Kentucky Hospital, making time and a half that I, if I work surge times, I'm meeting with a real estate agent who aggressively sells homes to find out what else I need to do to get my home ready to sell quickly. And I'm throwing out lots of debts to find new housing options that'll cost a lot less and set me up for a manageable living situation. When I do start nursing school in the fall, 
blah, blah, blah. I feel like God was leading me in this direction. Um, still working on potential side hustles, gaining ideas, inspiration from your podcast and the 48 days seminar, looking into fulfillment by Amazon. You've mentioned great resources. And I found out about uh, a couple from church do this, FBA, full-time, supporting themselves and their five kids. Still eager to hear your wisdom on my question, even if you think I've made the wrong decision. Well, here's what I love about this. And he had shared a little bit more there than I normally do. Elizabeth was so detailed in identifying where she was, how she's been miserable in every job, but she considers that it may be her own perspective. So she's working on that. She's talked to other people about what strengths they see. And she got feedback there. She's going through 48 Days book and the 48 Days seminar. She's getting clarity there. She understands her personality her personality traits. She took action on seeking another job, got another job offer, accepted the job, and then through a great relationship with her current employer, knows she can add some hours there and she can also add some hours at her new job. She's listing her house to get it sold so she doesn't have the obligation of a mortgage. I mean, my gosh, she walked right through her own solution. I love that. I, I don't feel uh, lessened at all in my role as a coach. <laughs> Believe me, I love it when somebody is that clear in what they do and just takes action. And that often that often happens when people fill, complete our coaching application. If you go to 48days.com, you can click on, you know, coaching and get a coach. And I've got a, a brief application there. People fill that out every day. A lot of times in filling that out, the questions I ask help somebody clarify where they are and what their best options are. I mean, you know, there's a sequence that I go through and make my own decisions, state the problem, get the advice and opinion of others that I respect, narrow down to four or five best options, do a little bit more research and then choose one and then act. That's a very clear sequence. And if you're able to move through that on your own, hey, that's fantastic. Now, do I think coaches can help? Sure. Do I think that even though I understand the process pretty clearly at this point, that I still need a coach? Absolutely. A coach can help me see blind spots, recognize opportunities that I'm missing. I mean, there's so much value in that. And the accountability of keeping me moving toward things once I say that I'm going to do it, rather than get distracted by the next shiny object that shows, shows up. Well, those are benefits. Well, love the love the uh, self-coaching that you did there, Elizabeth. And I fully affirm the decisions that you made. I think it sounds great. I mean, I love the fact you just took action. A lot of times, it's not a matter of finding one right choice. It's just a matter of take action to break the sequence of uh, the sameness of what you've been doing. So take an action. I fully embrace what you've done there. All right, I've got an audio here and I want you to listen to it just because it's it sounds great. I want you to listen to this and we'll talk about it a little bit. Hi, Dan. I'm Priscilla from Ghana. I love to listen to your podcast and um, to your receive your meals as well. Just quickly, um, Dan, my only dream is to become a housewife and have a side business. Unfortunately, I'm embarrassed to share with anyone this dream. And hence, I'm not happy at my current job. What should I do then? Thank you. Hope to hear from you soon. All right. Well, that's, I, I had to listen to that a couple of times to understand. I love the accent. And here's a, a dear lady from Ghana, um, East or uh, West Africa. 
And she says she, she, her only dream is to become a housewife and have a side business. And what she says in the next part, which you might not have understand, she says, unfortunately, I'm embarrassed to share anyone this dream. Wow. I'm not happy in my current job. What should I do? Now, I got an email from her a couple of days later as well, that where she clarified a little bit more. She said, I feel embarrassed and ashamed to disclose this dream to anyone because I'm expected to be ambitious and all that. Dan, please, what should I do? I'm living in a fantasy world wanting to be a housewife. Whoa. Is this some kind of unrealistic dream? No. This is the seed of a clear direction to make it become a reality. Is that unrealistic to want to do something that allows you to stay home, to be primary caregiver of your children, but still generate income that could duplicate or surpass what you were making in a regular full-time job? Oh my gosh. I mean, we see that happen day after day after day. I mean, I love people who have that motivation and then create a plan to make that happen. Now, Priscilla, I'm going to give you a couple of resources here and along with everybody else listening, I'll put these in our show notes as well. So you have direct links to these, but there's a book that I would highly recommend written by my good friend, Crystal Payne, who lives right here in Franklin. Crystal, Crystal's wife, (laughs) Crystal's wife, Crystal was the wife of an attorney. Her husband, Jesse's an attorney. And so, you know, the usual kind of thing, both working and then kids come along and just struggling to make things work. And she thought, wow, if there were some way I could stay home, this would be amazing. Now she tried a couple things, but her real I mean, her big, big, big business is Money Saving Mom. So you can find her at Money Saving Mom. She's got a massive Facebook group with like a million followers and has done just some really awesome things and has created, I won't give you her financial figures, but believe me, there's not many working attorneys who come close to generating the kind of money that she makes from her little side business at home being a housewife. Her latest book, is titled Money Making Mom, How Every Woman Can Earn More and Make a Difference. So just grab the book, go to Amazon, Money Making Mom, How Every Woman Can Earn More and Make a Difference. It's it's the best overall resource that I recommend for women that want to do exactly what you want to do, Priscilla, where you want to be able to stay home, but you still want to be able to create income. Crystal's got a whole lot of examples in there about women who have done exactly what you want to do. A couple other resources I would recommend is Chris Gillibu's book, The $100 Startup. Reinvent the way you make a living, do what you love, and create a new future. The $100 Startup. Full of stories of people who have, with less than $100, started very profitable businesses that they can do from home. We have, as a resource, my own 48 low or no cost business ideas. I'll send that to you in a link, just a downloadable PDF, but you can find that on our site, 48 low or no cost business ideas. That links to over a thousand other ideas at the very end of that book. So in there, I go through real things that people are doing to create income, but then link to just an encyclopedia of other things. Let me say a a couple other things here and then I'll kind of do a wrap up. You could also explore Amazon. We know that's one of the hottest things going on. Already had that referenced in a couple 
messages here today. A lot of people are doing things uh, through FBA fulfilled by Amazon. There's a course that we recommend proven Amazon course. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. You can go right there, link to it. Um, my friend Jim Cockrum has that. It walks you right through how to do that successfully. You know, that we hear about so many things that people are doing. Last week, I talked about a lady that I met who has a little side business she's doing called Face Yoga Fitness. Well, I was so intrigued with it. I've told so many people and I'm already hearing from people who have set appointments with her, with Michelle face yoga fitness, but this is something that she can do virtually. So it doesn't matter if you live on the other side of the world, she can be at home and do that. And it's grown so quickly that she is quitting her job. As a matter of fact, her last day is, I think this Friday is what she told me her last day at her real job. She's been working a great job at a church, but her last day is this Friday and she's moving into what she's doing there. Now here's the deal. When you have, when you, when you want to create something like this, Priscilla, and again, I love your heart and that's your dream. You don't need to be embarrassed about sharing it. You can share it with the world because you're getting ready to make this happen. And there's no reason in the world you cannot make it happen. Here's a 48-day process that I lay out with people. List 20 ideas of things you know you could do to duplicate your current income. 20 ideas. I mean, it could be sewing for people or going to pick up clean water or you know, delivering, having a delivery service or growing an organic garden. I don't come up with 20 things you could do that, you know, you really could do then filter those ideas of things, you know, you could do through what you know about yourself. So, you know, if you don't like being around people a lot, I mean, eliminate those ideas. If you don't want to have to have something where you would have to work at night, eliminate those ideas. I mean, whatever, if you don't like the computer, you eliminate those ideas. Whatever you do, if with 20 ideas, things you know you could do, then narrow that list down to the best four or five ideas. At that point, you do a little bit more research, talk to people who are already doing those things, then choose the best one. Put a plan in place to be up and running by the 49th day. That's a very doable process. You can walk right through that. And I'm totally jazzed for you. I'm totally confident, excited for you that 49 days from now, you can have a plan in place to be, to have your dream of reality where you can stay home, be a housewife, and yet still generate income. Thanks for sharing your dream with us. Incidentally, just one of the things I reference periodically is uh, how people become millionaires. I mean, Brian Tracy, who's material I've read many, many times over the years to help me formulate my own ideas. He says there are three ways that people become millionaires or three things that are always true of somebody who becomes a millionaire. Rather, it's not choose one. It's do all three. Number one, clear goals. Number two, continuous learning. And number three, willingness to take risk. Now, the interesting thing about taking risk, you know, sometimes people envision that as, you know, jumping off a diving board with no water in a pool. That That's not what we're talking about. Sometimes the greatest risk is not taking one. The greatest risk is just continuing to do what you're doing now. That's why I get so excited about people who take action. Even if it's not clearly the only best choice, it's just take action. That moves you. That opens a door for new possibilities that you didn't have initially. Got a nice note from uh, Justin Ring, longtime listener talking about my process here of listing 20 things. 
And he said, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to know how to begin with that. And he talks about the fact that, you know, he's had success. Just start doing something. You know, if you're thinking about uh, writing a book, just start writing. If you think maybe you'd like to do something on YouTube or a podcast, you know, just do that. Just get in the game. There's a lot of truth in that, Justin. Just get in the game. You don't have to have, again, everything figured out. Get in the game. Most everything I've done, you know, I just started doing it and then refined it as I went along. When I first started writing, I mean, my writing was not a full 240-page, 70,000-word trade book that is now the hardcover version of 48 Days to the Work You Love. No, that material, I would go to Kinko's and spiral bind just my rough Sunday school notes. I mean, it was, I don't know, it was probably 8,000 words in there in totality. Just printed on one side, very roughly done. But I just started that and people started wanting to buy that, wanted to share that with other people, you know, with their son-in-law or cousin or uncle. And then I created a little cassette tape that went with that. It wasn't attached in any way, but so I had a unique kind of packaging. Well, it grew from there and then grew into, of course, now 10th anniversary edition, seminars, courses, a lot of ancillary material as a result of that. In the same way, uh, podcasting. When I started podcasting, I didn't know what I was doing. I used Audacity, which is a free download still just a free download. It's just a little, you know, music creating program. Um, somebody showed me how to use that, but I, a free download. And I had a lapel mic that I just pinned on the front of my shirt that I'd paid $19 at Radio Shack. That's what I used. I spent $19 and I did my podcast like that for two years before you know, Cliff Ravenscraft gently tapped me on the shoulder and said, would you be interested in inc- improving the quality of your podcast? I said, how do you do that? Sure. Come on down. So it was at that point that I got better equipment and I've gone on to have a lot of fun with my podcast. Obviously. Well, hey, just a quick breather here. Got a lot more to go. I'll choose carefully here to get some more meaningful questions up in front of us. But this is just a reminder, these are real life questions we're listening to. If you got a question or success story you want to share, as I already said, you can go to the podcast link on our site, or you can just shoot me an email directly, askdan at 48days.com. Yeah, you know, that that email, I, I've been using that for quite some time now. And because of that, um, you would be amazed. Well, maybe you won, but I, I continue to be amazed at the number of people who shoot me notes about you know, their suggestions for a book that I ought to promote or somebody they w- think that I ought to have on as a guest or for them to submit an article or to be a guest themselves. Um, that that's the, that's the majority of email that I get. So I have to weed through tons and tons and tons of emails because most of it is self-promotion or people selling something in some way. And I'm not upset about that, but it just, uh, you know, the purpose of that is to have people be able to submit questions like this so we can talk about them here together. But uh, as anything these days, uh, when you open the door, it has a potential to be used in ways that you didn't intend. All right. Here is, this comes from, um, please don't say my name publicly. All right, we'll call this gentleman Ron. So Ron says, I'm in a situation I need out ASAP. After being unemployed for a while, I accepted a job recently, which is not what I expected. I expected to work with customers and clients by phone or in person. However, 98% of my time is spent doing data entry. My hands are swollen. 
achy and my thumb and index fingers are tender and bruised on the tips. This is so ironic as I enjoyed writing and took a stab at starting the process of updating public domain books. Unfortunately, my hands would hurt from working on the computer and I was advised by my doctor to limit using the computer. My background is social services and I enjoy working with clients and customers. I'm not in a position to lead or work as a coach. I'm stumped in ways to earn a good income that don't require a lot of computer typing. Well, like, like we talked about uh, just a little bit ago here, you know, filter any potential ideas by what you know about yourself. So if your hands swell from working on a computer, only explore ideas that don't require a lot of computer time. But here's where we go back then to the fact we do not have a shortage of ideas. There are thousands and thousands of ideas for all of us. And that doesn't mean just as an entrepreneur or as we were talking with Priscilla, an idea that she can do from home to make money with a side hustle or a creative non-traditional business. No, you can, there's no shortage of ideas about jobs that you can get. I mean, what if you had a job? I mean, yesterday I ran Joanne's car over to uh, Gateway Tire here locally to get the air conditioning work done that I mentioned a little bit ago. Well, she was getting ready for her art class in the morning. It wasn't a convenient time for her to follow me over there and pick me up. And I said, hey, don't worry about it. I'll just, I'll just use Uber. So I, I ran over there. You know, it's about three miles from our house. Boom. I just pulled up my phone. Uber. Here comes a driver. Instantly pulls up. Really nice guy. Gives me a ride back to my house. I mean, why wouldn't I do that? But now think about the cool thing. For him, now it was, um, I think it was $22.50 for the ride. So, you know, it took him 10 minutes. He did that. Could you do that? I mean, do you have a car? Could you drive for Uber? Could you drive for Lyft? I mean, those are two out of 10,000 ideas. But go through the resources, even that I gave Priscilla, the same kind of resources. Go through those if you're looking, you're looking for a job, don't think that the only thing that's available out there is something where you have to be on a computer all the time. My goodness, not at all. And again, with unemployment at 3.9%, I mean, we're at historic lows for unemployment. There's not a company out here that's not ready and willing to hire, that's eager to, wow, that's eager to have new people come in. You can just go for a drive, park your car, get out, walk to 10 businesses within walking distance, or you park your car and you're going to get two job offers. So just get back in the game, Ron. I mean, don't, don't, don't think that you're stuck in a job that obviously doesn't fit you well. Well, James says, I've listened to you for three years. My story's long, but I'll be brief. Uh, do you know if somebody could help me launch or rebuild my website? So do do some extra things. I wanted to sell trade motorcycle parts for uh, victory motorcycles he says my site isn't much right now victoryriding.com but i want to make it more tell me what what or who i can get to help me part two of, I, and this is the gentleman who says i lost a part of my soul just over two years ago when i was told i wasn't needed anymore after 30 years at the same place of employment i'm not old enough to just retire i'm 54 having a hard time finding real meaningful work and payment for said work. Um, a lot of 10 to $14 an hour jobs out there, but I was used to $50 an hour with great health insurance. And now, well, it's just very difficult. All right, here's the deal. So I did go check out your site, James. I love your site. Golly, the old vintage motorcycles. But here's the thing. 
you know, on your site, the last update was July 28th of 2015. So we're almost three years ago. Yeah, that instantly tells people this is nothing real. This is not, you know, you, you're going to have to have things. And you know this, I'm sure. But uh, we, we've got a bunch of people. The best source of this is to get involved in the 48 Days Eagles community. I mean, I just recently asked in the 48 Days Eagles community, I said, who in here is a candidate to develop beginning websites for our coaches? We have a lot of people coming into our 48 Days Coaching Mastery Program, and these people spend too much time and too much money getting a site up. I don't want them to focus on that. I want them to focus on coaching. And I said, who is it that can help these people get a really clean, functional site up quickly? Well, I had about 12 people in, in about two hours that said, pick me, pick me. We got some great choices there, but that's the best place to uh, uh, find out, to get people who are candidates to do exactly what you want to do. Just go to 48dayseagles.com, check out the process. You need to join us there if you're not already a part of that. Now, you've heard me also talk about Weebly. Weebly is one of our business partners. You can go to weebly.com slash 48 days, get 15% off your first purchase. And that's a real easy way if you have a little bit of technology skill yourself and want to develop yourself. So go to weebly.com slash 48 days as another resource. Oh, wow. I can't start that. Going to take too long. Golly. I'm, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cruise in for a landing here because um, I'm out of time in terms of really developing the next question that I want to go into. So I'll save that for next week. Great question. And uh, I've got some great resources that's really going to help this guy musician who's wanting to know how to leverage what he's doing. He's been a band leader for years, band director, wanting to know how to leverage that. And we're going to give him some really cool ideas about how to leverage that and go on from there. So if you're a musician, hey, make sure you catch us next week. Well, we talked about a bunch of resources here today. Also, I heard from Kent Julian last week. I uh, just shared real briefly about his free resource, Nine Ways to Get Paid as a Speaker. Oh my gosh. He's had a whole lot of you that obviously would like an opportunity to have paid speaking opportunities. If you go to firstpaidspeech.com slash 48 days, you can get that tip sheet that he's got. Nine ways to get paid as a speaker. You can go to firstpaidspeech.com slash 48 days. I had Ken out as my guest in the 48 days Monday mentor call with the Eagles this week. And he rocked us in terms of how to find decision makers, how to find the kind of associations that bring in speakers, how to price yourself. The tips he gave were just invaluable. Really, really great stuff. Also hearing from my daughter, Ashley, you know, she's got a webinar out there that she's rocking it with that for people who are intrigued about the idea of traveling more or being location independent as she is. If you just go to 48days.com slash travel, you'll be able to pick that up. Well, well, I guess I probably Stuck go with, go with this version of our outro music today because there are people whose questions certainly lined up with this stuck in a job. You don't need to be stuck in a job. Golly, again, with the unemployment like it is today, you're in the driver's seat. Whether you want to do something creative on your own or you want to just find a better job, boy, if you create a plan 
I mean, you can wear a blindfold and walk out here and get a job in the area where I live, and it's probably like that way for you as well. We have historic all-time lows of unemployment for uh, African Americans and Hispanics right now. I mean, that's just that's in, in the news. I'm uh, making that up. And overall, 3.9%. I mean, that's beyond full employment. So the opportunities are out there. I don't want to make it sound easy. You have to be clear on what your value is so you don't just get stuck in a $10 an hour job. Sure. But if you're clear on what it is that you do, opportunities are all around us. So our call to action, how could you give a bucket full away today? Some way that just might open the door to a truckload of benefits to come back to you. Talked about the young guy, the Waffle House guy. He, with his own pain and uh, trauma, set up a fund to help the other people. And all of a sudden, somebody set up one for him. It's now generated over $221,000. I mean, how cool is that? Well, keep your ideas rolling and keep sharing. Keep sending me your ideas, thoughts, questions. I love it. Ask Dan at 48days.com. Thanks for being an amazing part of this group of people where we we know there are options all around us. We know we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. 